Well, hello, all you bright beacons of joy. My name is Stefan Satani, and welcome to a Comedy Advice Podcast. I'm coming at you, delivering a little bit of an appetizer before we get into the main course. I've got a glorious guest for you guys today. It's a real special treat. The amazing Aisha Alpha. She's a comedian. She's an actor. She's a host. She was a professional soccer player. She even played Gaelic football. This woman is a bright ball of energy and positivity. So I really enjoyed talking with her. We talked about her special. We talked about just life in general and being a nice person and the value of that. And I just, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this interview and, and the advice that we gave, cracking up throughout the whole thing. And I think you guys will too. Aisha is an amazing person. And if you guys want to support her, I have links to the show notes for her new special, All the Parts, not just some of the parts, all the parts. So you guys can see that on YouTube for free, or I've also got links to Spotify, Pandora, iTunes, wherever you guys are listening. It's there. And then check out the shout out show with Aisha and her co host Sophia Zolan and Winter Spears every Thursday, 5 30 Pacific time, 8 30 Eastern time. It is awesome. I think I was talking about it on the show too, but it is really refreshing to have such positivity. So go check that out every Thursday. It's on YouTube. And I have the link there to the show notes too. Other than that, go follow her, support her, listen to her album, all that fun jazz. You will not regret it. And one more thing, if this is your first time, welcome. Stay a while, get comfy. If this is your second time, Thank you for coming back. If you've been here all 168 episodes, wow, what are you doing with your life? No, but just kidding. Sincerely, thank you so much to everybody that's listened. It really means a lot to me. I love the outpouring of support that you guys have been doing through reviews or supporting on Patreon. If you guys are wondering how you can support me, in the show notes, there's a link to Patreon where you can pay as little as two cents a day and you can get access to early release episodes, ad-free content, and bonus content depending on the tier you get. So patreon.com slash a comedy advice podcast. It's also in the show notes. You just click on over there. But if you don't want to pay but you still want to say thank you and show your support, that's totally fine. Share, subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher on Podchaser, wherever you're listening, there's usually a way to leave a review, subscribe, share, and you know, let me know that you're listening and having a good time too. So thank you guys. It really means a lot that you're listening. From the bottom of my heart, I love what I'm doing, and all of your support is helping make this a better podcast. So I appreciate it, and I appreciate you. All right, before I get emotional, I'm just going to stop talking, keep all my emotions inside, and let you guys listen to the episode. Et voilà. A comedy advice podcast. An advice podcast for deaf and, and friends. To make exaggerated statements not meant to be taken literally. What was that, Stefan? A uh, comedy advice podcast. <laughs> oh, so sorry, so sorry, so sorry. You're fine. It's my fault. Aisha, I saw, I saw your email and I was like, okay, five minutes. I'm just going to run to the restroom and come back. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am splendid. Things are going great. Splendid. Don't hear that very often. I'm like... <laughs> I know. It's very, very Mormon of me. I'm not Mormon, but I just... Oh, I was you know. like, oh, interesting. Tell me more. Yeah. Um, do you pronounce it Stefan or Steven? Stefan. Stefan. Okay. 
Yes. I was just like, there's Stefan, there's Stefan, there's Steven, there's, I'm like, it's, there's just so many spellings. And I like when people say my name right. So I want to say it right. I really appreciate that. And I'm thinking of actually changing my name, the spelling on Instagram and on my emails and stuff, because I get Steven a lot. And right. some, a lot of people aren't as considerate as you where they ask if it's Steven or Stefan. So I get Steven a lot. And Were you thinking of changing to an F instead of a PH? Yeah. I'm thinking of spicing it up even a little bit more, like an O, so it'll be Stefan. Because mm. I, I loved Family Matters, and when he went from Steve to Stefan, <laughs> I'm hoping maybe I can get a little more suave. But there you go. Yeah, but I, I also, I, I will talk about this a little bit when we talk about your special. But I had to practice because I don't know why, but my mind kept thinking Aisha. So I was like, I Aisha, Aisha, Aisha. I think my wife <laughs> thought I was cheating on her or something because I was saying it throughout Who the day. Who did Aisha bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I was washing dishes and I'm like, Aisha, Aisha, Aisha. And she's like, what are you doing? People, I mean, there's so many Aishas. Like Aisha Tyler, I worked on, I did a like an episode of Criminal Minds and Aisha Tyler was on it, but she was also directing it. Mm-hmm. And people on set were just like, Aisha, Aisha, Aisha. And I was like, just call me Alpha. That'll be easier. Just go by my last name. Because, yeah, there's a lot of, and she spells it the exact same way I do. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, but Aisha, thank you for saying it right. Oh, absolutely. That's It's the least I could do is get your name right. <laughs> <laughs> but I also Googled what it meant in Arabic because I know that on the special you said that, you, well, I'll tease it for those, for those of you guys that are listening that haven't seen the special yet, listen to the special and you'll get the full bit. But the, the meaning in Arabic is also very nice too. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like also, so my family in Nigeria is all Muslim. Uh And so, um, it's the second wife of the prophet Muhammad and it was his favorite wife. So, (laughs) um, obviously I'm stoked about that. And it's the way that my family's culture works, um, the, you don't get to choose your kid's name just sort of out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. The grandparents choose names to put in a pool and then you choose from those names that they've offered. And my mom loved the name Aisha and really wanted, my, my mom's a Canadian one. Yeah, yeah. So she really wanted to name me that. And then that happened to be one of the names that was in, that was offered as a name. So it was kind of the, like a meant to be type feel. That is my name. really cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. Also, when you said pool, I thought there were just, they threw a bunch of pieces of paper in a pool and then somebody <laughs> dove in and picked out the right one. Whatever sticks to your face when you come out, that's what, <laughs> throw the baby in, whatever goes on the baby, that's what the kid is named. That would be that a nice works. tradition. I like that. <laughs> it's a terrifying, like throw a baby in a pool tradition. <laughs> All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of A Comedy Advice Podcast, where we give self-help to the helpless. My name is Stefan Satani, and I'm your host. Joining me today is a glorious guest. Absolutely amazing. She's an international comedian, host, and actor. She's been seen on shows like Criminal Minds, Degrassi Next Class, and has done stand-up at venues and comedy festivals all over the world. Her debut album, All the Parts, is out now. Everybody, please welcome... Aisha Alpha. Hello, everybody. Yay. Thanks for having me on. This is so great. Oh, thank you for joining. I am pleased as punch to have you on. Oh, my God. Everything you're saying to me is just amazing. You said you were doing splendid. Now you're (laughs) pleased as punch. I am like, right. I literally, I wrote down on a piece of paper, 
splendid because I want to remember. Ooh, a good word. I want to use that word soon. Splendid. Please this punch. I've been trying to get a little more dynamic in my voc vocabulary because I always say I'm doing good and I'm trying to mix it up on the podcast. So I do well. And then I'm like, okay, splendid. I'm doing, I use glorious guest because I always use special guest and then oh. it, it kind of denigrates the meaning of special. So I wanted to have a unique adjective and you are glorious. And uh, yeah, and I mean, I, look at these lights beside my head, just flashing. This is glory <laughs> happening right here. Bow, it's, bow, it's like an angelic glow. I really right? like it. Yeah, it's really nice. lighting. <laughs> but I am so pleased to have you on. I just finished watching your your special, All the Parts, which Yay. I wanted to talk about. I know there's a whole lot of other things that you do, which are awesome, <laughs> but wanted to talk a little bit about that. Um, I first all the parts I was wondering as I was watching it okay why is it called all the parts and then <laughs> bam <laughs> it hit right no. at the end I hit you with it <laughs> but you know I mean it is the the title track is the last joke and it's my favorite joke on the album um but also it was a little bit of like this album is all the parts of me because I've been doing comedy for 10 years now and I actually tried to make an album this is like two other times and mm -hmm. one time all the audio got lost and that was about five years ago no yeah it was like a little bit off and then the file was just totally corrupt and was gone you didn't want to try doing it like a charlie chaplin silent movie where right yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, you've seen me it would just be like a gremlin like hunched over the whole time no sound which nobody needs but um and then the second time I booked a big gig that I had to cancel everything so I had to cancel my taping date oh. and then that gig fell through so I had canceled it for nothing in the end so when this one came around it was like you know it was basically like five years of trying to make it happen trying to make the album and the special happen and finally and you know I when the first time I did it I was single and had just moved from Canada to LA. The second time when I was trying to do it, I was pregnant. And then when I finally did it, I had had my kid. And so it was like, you know, I really had come a, a long ways from where I started um, figuratively and literally. So yeah. the all the parts thing was really a, a nod as well to this album talks about all the different stages of my life up until I put the special out. And it was, and then that last joke just happened to perfectly kind of put a button on the whole thing so oh that that is dare I say genius that, that's brilliant <laughs> I, I do really like it and I didn't think about it until you started to say it so it even, makes it even better but I, I it really is once you think about it about all the parts you talk about how your parents met where you were born um, living in Canada and then coming to America yeah. um, it, and then having your child it's it, it's really a, a lot of information about your life and then with that with that refreshing comic twist on all of it so it, it was really good i loved all of it um i my favorite joke besides the all the parts i also have to thank you because i feel less jealous now if my wife ever decides to go see thunder down under was, <laughs> oh yeah you're fine you're absolutely fine i just <laughs> I, yeah you're so good at painting the picture too of I could just totally imagine the guys like 411 ponytail slick back but still a, a cross-eyed an extra ab it's just <laughs> I often think like because you know I, I you know when I'm telling jokes I'm describing that as one person but it was sort of like I'm I'm Frankensteining many guys who were there dancing 
And it is. It's a great show. It really is. I always think I'm like, is Thunder from Diana going to be like, we're, we're suing you for slander, calling all of our guys like weirdo little girls. But um, it was a fun time. But it, I think it's like that in general. Like when you go to male strippers, it's not because you're like, ooh, I want to get turned on. You're like going with your girls for a fun night out and it's ridiculous. Yeah. But when guys go to female strippers, I feel like there's some creepers who are just like, she's in love with me. She really wants to make babies with me, like giving money. And you're like, those are two very different experiences. Uh, yes. I remember when I was in college, I had a friend that caught the stripper bug, which sounds like an STD, but it's equally as bad. It could be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where he was just like, bro, let's go to the strip clubs. And I was 18. So I went once or twice. And then I was like, this is kind of draining my wallet and soul. So I don't think I right? want to go to these things anymore. It's, it's you got to go with women because I've gone to the strip club many times and I enjoy male strippers. I enjoy female strippers. I enjoy the yeah. whole thing, but it's got to be like an activity and less of I'm trying to find my soulmate and destiny really <laughs> needs money to feed her kids and like get through college. I'm like, you just got to go and have fun. I often end up to asking a lot of the dancers and like, like, how do you get your skin so smooth? Like, what do you, do you wax? Do you sugar? What is it? You know, it's like those real, like, connecting things. But it's never about the sexual, the sexual stuff. That's why I think it's, I think guys are going the wrong way about it. It's way more fun if you just go with a bunch of people, have a fun time, spend that, some money, have some drinks, you know? I like that. You know, you yeah. can go to a movie by yourself and you feel a little bit empowered. But if you go to a strip club by yourself, that's the total opposite. You don't yeah. want to don't want to do yeah. that yeah <laughs> oh my gosh uh i was also going to mention one of my favorite jokes besides the ending joke was about men insects are kind of like racehorses and then i, <laughs> I thought that was a beautiful it was, it was a beautiful kind of comparison and it, it had me laughing but then what i thought was really awesome was you continued to tell us the story by by talking about the older horses or some horses turning around <laughs> And I, I just have to ask, because I thought it was brilliant. How do you yeah. come up with these juxtapositions when you're writing? Is it just like, oh, men doing sex are like dolphins? Nope, that doesn't work. They're like trains. No, that doesn't work. And you just go down a list? Or do you just... It's interesting because people sometimes ask, like, how do you write? And the answer is I don't really know because I never actually sit down and write jokes out. Like, I don't have any of mm -hmm. my jokes written out. Mm -hmm. All of my notebooks are just weird, like cryptic one line descriptions of the thought I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. um, another thing, never look at a comedian's notebook because it just <laughs> like, you're like, they're for sure a serial killer. Like that's 100% what these writings are about. Right. And you're like, no, 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 it's just my joke. List. Um, but it's like, I, I think, I mean, a lot of this, I, part of what's hard for me during COVID and this lockdown and just doing shows on zoom is that a lot of my stuff is premises that I go onto stage and I talk out. So I talk it out. There's a tag. It hits, so I keep it. And then the next time I talk it out and use that yeah. tag, and then something else comes up, and I, I keep it. And so it kind of grows from there. And a lot of my jokes that start off being a 30-second joke, by the end, when I've really flushed out the idea, end up being two, three, four, five minutes long. But it's not I, – I rarely am, like, doing the Seinfeld precision this word works. I used it three times. It worked. And this word didn't. I'm so bad at that. I cannot tell the same joke exactly the same two times in a row. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I think that basically I, I spew a bunch of bullshit until someone laughs. And I'm like, okay, cool. Keep that one piece and then get rid of the rest. And then I just continue to do that. So that's why like right now doing zoom shows where there's no audience laughter and you don't have that same kind of interaction feeling the audience is really I'm trying to like learn how to how to tell jokes again in a different way mm. because I don't know 
Like I can't just talk it out and blabber away and then get a sense of what works necessarily. Sometimes I'm like, oh, that sounded pretty funny to me or that was fun. But um, yeah, I need, I need to see the grumpy guy in the front going, mm, or like the woman being like, yeah, I know what you're talking about, sister. Like I need that I, as a performer. I love that, that part of live performance. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I feel like it, doing Zoom shows has got to be totally awkward where you don't get that, that laughter where I... I tip my hat to all comedians where it's, it just seems like every 15 seconds you're asking for validation through laughter, just yeah. through the dynamic of, of it sounds so sad, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. I, I, as when I was thinking it, I was like, should I say this? This sounds depressing. No, it's, I mean, like we, we are, we aren't like, I think comedians, we, well, I don't know. I'll speak for myself. I thrive on um, being sort of the center of attention with a group. That's where I'm the yeah. most comfortable. Yes. I'm really awkward. If someone's like, let's go for coffee and I don't know them, I'm like, oof, I don't, I don't want to talk one-on-one -on -one with anybody. Like, <laughs> I don't answer the phone. I don't talk on the phone because I hate being one-on-one -on -one so much with people that I'm not like that. I don't have that instant sort of like, it's my sister and my brother kind of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So for me, I thrive on being up on a stage and people looking and I'm able to interact. I'm good at reading an audience. I'm good at that. But yeah, it's literally like, if I'm saying something and there's no laughter, even if they're enjoying themselves and I can see that, I start to get that like stinky stress sweat. And I'm like, oh my God, make them laugh, make them laugh or you're nothing, you know? And yeah. it's just not true. And that's what like kind of screws with you because when you have a good show, you feel like it's like an orgasm and cocaine and like delicious ice cream all at the same time, you know? And you're on this high. And then when you have a bad show, it's the worst feeling because you start to think like, who am I? what am I doing with my life? Why, <laughs> what is the meaning of life? Like, it's crazy that yeah. hot, the peaks and the, and the meadows, meadows, valleys, peaks and valleys, meadows. meadows I like meadows. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It's just a nuts thing, but it really is. I don't know if we're seeking validation, but we're seeking like, do you get me? That's what I'm seeking. All yes. The time, yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 So. Uh, positive acknowledgement. Yeah. I, uh, or understanding, I think. Even if people are like, I don't like it. I'm like, great, let's talk about it. You know, like, you I like that too. It's just, I'm not, if someone just sat there and like looked at me, had no reaction and said nothing and then got up and left, I'd be like, what the fuck just happened? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I need to know if they liked it or they didn't like it. And then I can deal with that, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh man. I, I, yeah, I remember doing stand up too. And I totally, to the points of the peaks and valleys or meadows. All, all in between. <laughs> I remember I, I, my first time I did this class. It was a five week class, and I was going. I was in the the the, the low points. And the I low. was like, yeah. I was like talking to my wife, and I told her, I don't know if I want to do this. This is tough. I was going and getting feedback, and it was so awkward. And I'm telling these jokes, and you expect a laughter. It just seems naturally. Even people that might feel sorry for you will just be like, huh. but yeah. no. And then we do the showcase where it's like you bring your friends and family and of course they're gonna laugh so that felt so good it was like that cocaine orgasm yeah you know elated feeling and it it, it kept me back and i was like i gotta do this again it so, pulls you back in right yeah yeah totally it really cool. does it's um it's like a magical thing though it's a really magical thing to know that like i get to go on stage and just like tell my thoughts no one can censor me for that time that i have on stage unless I do say something so horrible that they just shut the lights off. You know, <laughs> but you don't, it's like a place where you get to speak and you are um, heard 
whether people want to or not. They like you. That's a beautiful thing that yes. not everybody gets in life. Yeah. And going back to the special too, I had a question where I saw that you got brought on the stage by none other than Bill Burr. Yeah. I'm imagining that he did a little bit of stand up before that. Yeah. I, how was it? How did you feel? Did you feel nervous at all performing after Bill Burr? Or you've been doing <laughs> it for 10 years. You're just like, you know what? I got this. This is my stuff. I mean, like, I'm always nervous before I do comedy, no matter if it's like a backyard show in front of three people or like, you know, 15,000. Yeah. Um, but I know Bill, like he's a big, he's like a, we're friends, you know, he's a big supporter. He is, um, one of the owners of all things comedy who produced the special. Mm -hmm. So, uh, the people are like, Oh my God, Bill Burr opened for you. And I was like, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> no, that's not, I'm yeah. like, are you kidding me? I'm like, Bill Burr, you know, um, came to show support and to lend his name as like a vouch for me. And so he yeah. was the one who started the night off. And then I was honored to be introduced by him and kept that in on the special because it was such a big deal for me to have mm -hmm. Bill um, doing that. And, you know, something that was really cool for me, too, was I I grew up in Winnipeg in Canada and started my comedy career there and then moved to Toronto and then moved to L.A. So everyone here always talks about me being a Toronto comedian, which I'm I'm like, I think of myself always as a Winnipeg comedian, which is like my hometown my my guys are there like rooting for me i'm rooting for them and so and bill knows that and he asked me before he's like you want me to say you're from winnipeg canada right and i was like yes you get me you understand and so it was like a real full circle because when i did the first album tried to record the first album and special that was in winnipeg when it all got kind of like the audio got screwed up oh, so it felt yeah. full circle to me to have bill burr the one and only Bill Burr announcing me and saying the words Winnipeg, Canada, and then my name. It was like, this is all, this is like literally, again, all the parts of my career kind of culminating uh, in one night, which was so cool. That is awesome. And yeah. it's so cool. I had not really heard Winnipeg that much before, but in a couple of days of doing the research, watching the special, watching your, your YouTube show with yeah. uh, Alexa, <laughs> from um begonia begonia from yeah. winnipeg as well i'm like man i gotta go here it seems like all these people are so positive so nice so cool <laughs> winnipeg's so. a really cool city in that it's it's um you know small-ish there's less than a million people there's like seven hundred fifty thousand or something and it's the capital city of the big province of manitoba um but it's a it's in a place where it's sort of on its own it's in prairies there's nothing really around it meadows um, too what's that meadows many meadows uh <laughs> but it's very cold like minus 40 cold in the winter and like 100 degrees in oh. the summer so it's very it's like a very harsh place in a lot of ways and so not a lot of people go there it's not like a vacation place you would go to but the community in winnipeg is unbelievably supportive there's a crazy good art scene in winnipeg for music for comedy for visual arts for dance the Royal Winnipeg Ballet is like a training center that's known globally. The Winnipeg Folk Festival is an international festival that like people come from around the world for. The Winnipeg Comedy Festival, like the Jazz Festival, there's all this like this amazing art in in Winnipeg, but it's small. So people leave and go other places to kind of hmm. get their name and then but we're always like proud Winnipeggers where we're like I'm from Winnipeg. I represent the 204. I'm a pegger, peg city, like <laughs> full on because it's just like everyone there is rooting for you it's awesome it's a great city that's even the name to me sounds sophisticated like winnipeg 
I love it. Did you know that Winnie the Pooh is named after Winnipeg? No, I did not know this. Like just do this research. They, there was a bear and um, the kid who, whatever, A.A. Milne's like, you know, kid or whatever it was that he wrote the stories for, Christopher Robin. Yeah. He um, had, they had gone through Winnipeg on some sort of like trip or something like that. And like the, the kid named the bear after Winnipeg. Huh. So weird, right? It's such a random, there's so many connections to Winnipeg for so, it's like a weird, weirdly connected, totally unknown, like uh, amazing place. This, this podcast is brought to you by the Board of Tourism for Winnipeg. Right? I think I should get paid. I'm like an ambassador for Winnipeg. I think <laughs> Mayor Bowman of Winnipeg, you need to come and let me get pay me to do this. I do this all the time for free because I love it. I'll drop I'll drop an affiliate link in the show notes so then uh, people can go there. We, we get a cut. That's perfect. That's amazing. <laughs> I, but I was also going to ask too, because I know that you said Winnipeg, that's where you started your comedy career. You seem to be good at everything that you do because you also were a soccer star in college and you're an actor. I mean, what how how did this all happen where you started to find comedy and and acting, too, where you thought, oh, this is my thing. I want to do this. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, the first part of my life was all I was an athlete. That's like what my life was. So I was a competitive gymnast first then I played team sports and then I got into soccer and played in university, played overseas, played in um a professional league in North America, like that was my life. And then I was living in South Korea and playing soccer on a men's league and also playing Gaelic football representing Korea in the Asian Gaelic games. Wait, and, wait, what was it? Gaelic? You know Gaelic football? No, like Irish? Oh, yeah, yeah, Irish football. Oh, no, I, I've never heard of Gaelic uh, football. A Nigerian Canadian goes to Korea and plays in the Irish game. <laughs> there has to be a punchline to that. That That is... <laughs> that is so so cool though what i I know it's such a big it's like there's this like this whole other life i've lived people like what and then yeah but i was doing all that and i like didn't i was feeling like totally like this is not actually fulfilling me deeply Mm -hmm. and so i left um my life essentially and traveled for a bit and like took a french course in france and lived there for a bit and then went back home and like moved back in with my parents into my parent, like our house in Winnipeg, into my childhood room, oh, and man. like started from zero again, and just, like tried to figure out what I wanted to do, and became a certified professional life coach, and worked for a huge bank, and like just did all these different things. Was a wedding planner for a while. Um, wow! And then I had an opportunity to just you know try comedy um, through an acting class that I decided I wanted to take because I wanted to start getting into acting, and then my like I did comedy the first time and enjoyed it and then sort of started doing it every once in a while and then it just sort of picked up and the acting stuff picked up at the same time and like everything just shifted like I I went from doing sort of corporate coaching for executives and like workshopping things and public speaking to hosting an online lifestyle channel to doing more of like hosting things with a comedic flair and doing stand-up shows and then got the acting gigs came and it just sort of that sort of took over and pushed everything else out and now you know I do stand-up comedy I do acting I write and um many other things but like those are the main now that's just sort of the full the fullness of my career wow I I now I know that I I gave a prelude that this is 
a self-help podcast for the helpless, but <laughs> I do want to ask because I'm so curious. It seems like you, you found your passions and, and it led you to these amazing places. But I think there is also this, this either set of habits or, or something that you had inside of you that you've cultivated. Maybe some of it has come naturally as well, but I mean, you lived in different countries, played Gaelic football. You played sports that I didn't know exist, like <laughs> Quidditch or whatever. But you, you yeah. learned French. You um, you can do all these things. Is there something that you can tell our listeners where it's like if they want to try something and actually get to a, to a level where they can be good at it and decide if it's something that fulfills them, What what's the secret ingredient? I know that's a million dollar question, right? But well, for me, I mean, I think everyone has to figure out what it is for them. But for yeah. me, legitimately, I would have to say I'm it, like competitive to a level that's unhealthy and <laughs> I'm very stubborn. So <laughs> put those things together. And if they are in the right direction, then it yeah. leads you. And for me, anyway, it led me to persevering and going after what I really wanted um, and finding success in it. And I mean, you also have to be lucky, but like be prepared and be good at the thing you want to do, mm -hmm. um, in order to, I think, find like long-term success. Right. But I, I am just, right. I'm just competitive. I want to be, I want to be the best. This is one of the reasons why being a comedian is so hard because you can never be the best and you're always going to feel like you're failing. <laughs> so it's like this ongoing, like hamster wheel of always trying to be better, trying to do more, trying. And then like, for me, I'm also trying to find some sort of balance of, you know, I have a husband, I have a kid. I can't just be going out all the time, every time. And also if I, even if I didn't have that, if I go out seven nights a week from like eight until one in the morning doing shows, I get burned out and like, I have to figure out how to do all that stuff. So it's like this ongoing, continual, relentless, mm -hmm. trying to find the balance on how to be the best for that moment. Oh, that's so smart because I feel I, I'm on that page now or that stage of my life where I'm also trying to find the balance. I have a wife. We've been married happily for seven years. I'm going to edit it out when I find the right amount of time that we've been married. I like also I said happily, like you've been married for nine, but happily I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Two of the years were kind of rough, but <laughs> we, we've been happily married for, for a while. Uh, I mean, you know, you have some rough times and, and everything, yeah. but we've been able to make it work and, and we're loving hanging out in quarantine together. We both work from home. So it's really nice to see her when I walk out the door. Uh, well, my, the door of my, uh, my office, but yeah, you walk out of your house and look through the window and wait <laughs> yeah. back inside. I like Hi it. babe. Hi babe. Hi babe. <laughs> so we, um, but I was going to say finding that balance where I was trying podcasting and stand up comedy. I ended up dedicating, I I've tried to see, okay, what's really important in my life. And then what, do I have to sacrifice if I want to get really good at either podcasting or stand up? And I ended yeah. up deciding going with podcasting. I feel like part of it fulfills me a little bit more. I yeah. love stand up. It'll have a special place in my heart. I, I say we broke up because I, <laughs> it's not the end of it. We might get back together, have some fun nights together, but it's not something that I'm actively pursuing. But um, I think that there is, and I've heard of the Pareto principle where you can get 80% of value from 20% of the work or it's the other, I, I forget which way I really should remember that ratio, but <laughs> es essentially it's, it, you find what time you have and you try and make it as impactful as possible. 
to be the best. And I feel like you, with finding the balance with your husband, your child and, and everything, I feel well, like- now I'm forced to, because, um, having a kid just changes things where like, I don't have time to fuck around anymore. Like I think now about like before I had a kid and I'm like, what the hell was I doing with my time? Like, what did I do where I ever thought I was busy? Because it was all a bunch of lies. I was never busy. I was just a lazy piece of shit. Um, <laughs> and now I'm like, and especially during quarantine, like my husband's working full time, but like full time plus, like he has a lot of work, like more work now than he's ever had. And I am, we're both at home working. We have no childcare because now it's not safe to have childcare mm-hmm. anymore. And so we, I, I have zero, I have less time than I had, you know, six months ago. And everyone's like, well, I'm just writing and watching a bunch of Netflix things and all stuff. I'm like, ah, I'm falling behind. Like my relentless <laughs> need to try and be the best at, you know, the best for me, the best version of myself. Yes. Like, I'm happy if I have a shower some days, you know, and then <laughs> yeah. I'm super productive and it feels amazing. But like, I've had to learn how to forgive myself and to like, let things be okay. Because, oh boy, it's like, especially with social media now, I'm like, it's impossible to keep up with what everyone is doing. And I think when you are a person who wears many hats, where it's like, I do stand up comedy and I also do acting and I also do writing. And I'm also a mom and I'm also a wife and I'm trying to like create these deep friendships and like create, you know, some other things around the the periphery as well. And I've got a show and I've like, so I feel like there's not, when you compare yourself to somebody else, you're like, oh, but this person's doing stand up every night. I'm like, yeah, but they also don't have a kid and they don't do acting and they don't do like this kind of stuff. And this mom's just like such a good mom. And she's always got fun things she's doing with her kids. It's like, yeah, but she doesn't have to go out at night and do like, it's like, there's no one who has the same mix as you. And so comparison is just like the worst, but I, everyone does it all the time. Like I'm going to close this. You don't just look at my husband's. (laughs) Those are some pretty nice suits. I like that. I know he's a very well-dressed man. I will say he's a very sexy man. As you can see, I don't think I look like I'm coming from Hawaii. I've got Yeah, a- you just got off a cruise. You're like <laughs> you were stuck on one of the princess cruises or whatever that has been like on lockdown for the whole quarantine and you're like, "What's happening?" <laughs> All my other clothes have been burned. It's just these uh, floral <laughs> button-ups. I al- I also have to ask your opinion. I so these are actually I I didn't want to show, but short sleeve. Living in uh-huh. Phoenix, Arizona with 115 degree weather, it's just forced me to de- degrade my fashion. When I lived in New York, it was I, I was a button-up guy. My wife hates polos. She thinks I look uh-huh. like an old man with polos. Oh, I would have thought like a frat guy. I mean, maybe that too. Yeah, I, I don't think I can get rid of that look. Also, I don't know why I went frat guy. Like, I'm like, <laughs> mm, yum, 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 yum. Like, that's not the pinnacle of, like, men. I don't know why I did that. Oh, no. It, it's all good. I uh, But I... The polos, we we threw those out. So then I was button-ups. I really liked those. And then I really like button-ups still. But Arizona, it's just not conducive to fashion so guys don't have a lot of options because also when guys wear like sandals or um tank tops i'm often like "Mm, but why like it's like never it's too much i don't want to see your super white shoulders or your super white like upper thigh when guys wear shorts that are too short and i'm like "Mm." (laughs) everyone should wear what they want to wear but i'm uh, the one thing i will say is um everyone should wear what they want to wear those are my preferences except for that guys should never ever 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 wear flip-flops just don't do it that's no. just what i oh my gosh that's that's well when i was in uh when i was in high school that was all i would wear but now i love shoes but the flip-flops we 
I, I committed that fashion sin. I'm like, also. unless you are at the beach, like on the beach, it's like your feet are on the sand or you are currently in a public shower, then I will allow flip love <laughs> on men's feet. Other than that, there's never a time. I, it's just, it's just, it's terrifying. Is it just the feet or is it just the way that it makes the other clothes look? Cause I, I did, I even worse, I would wear flip-flops with jeans and I saw pictures and I'm like, ugh. What was I well, doing? Stefan. I just hate most men's feet. And also Fair. it's like they're just it's like you're walking around with bare feet and like the ground is not clean. So like basically your feet are like this close to the ground and you're like, no, nope, but I got shoes. And I'm like, no, your feet are just as dirty as the ground in those flip-flops. It's gross. And then you want to come in the house and I are, we have a shoes off policy in our home because I'm Canadian. That's how Canada works. But like, even if you take off those shoes, the rest of your feet are dirty as fuck. Like take your, you have to wash your feet and leave that, like leave everything outside. That's it's just fair. too much. That's fair. Wearing flip flops. Yeah. It's like playing chicken with bacteria on the ground. You're yeah. Just so close. And I'll tell you what, the bacteria is winning. <laughs> 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 so gross. Uh, well, Aisha, I want to get into the self-help, but before I do that, I wanted to ask you, one more thing I wanted to ask you about your show, the shout out show that you run with Sophia Zalon and Winter Spears are the other two comedians that I co-host with. And you, I think you watched it today, right? It's Thursdays, every Thursday at 5 p.m. PST, 8 p.m. EST. Um, we do an hour long show of just giving props and shouting out and telling people about amazing people, places and things that we love. Mm -hmm. And then we have a guest come on and give us a mantra and that's it. It's just like an hour of positivity, fun and giggles. It's the best. It's such a fun. And the dynasty typewriter is the um, venue here in LA that hosts it virtually and promotes it and produces it. And they're just, that's where, that's where I filmed my um, comedy special. Mm -hmm. Um, They are a delightful crew of fun people. Um, but yeah, it's a great, it's a really, it was born out of being in lockdown and feeling all this negativity and then needing space to just have joy and have positivity. And it just grew from there. And now is like this wonderful weekly show where we give away prizes. We interact with the audience. We have lots and lots of laughs and it's just the best. That's, that's so cool. And I, I did attend my first one today and I will be returning because I just, I am, Oh, I felt a little weight lifted. My stomach unclenched a little bit because right? I feel like oh, what a compliment. I'm I'm scrolling through social media. I'm seeing negative things, people fighting each other, and I I'm just like, where? Whatever happened to the positivity? The milkman, the paperboy, and then you guys <laughs> showed up, and this show is just compliments and shout outs and all positivity. And I, I loved it. I loved it. And your Thank guest you. this week was hilarious. I, but, so Alexa Dirks, who's the lead singer of Begonia, is honestly one of my all-time favorite performers of any kind. Like, not just singers, but performers of all time. Like, she's an unbelievable talent. She's so funny and lovable. And, like, her mantra, feel all your feelings, and also not all thoughts are facts, are, yes. is so useful. But like, I also know her, you know what I mean? So I'm like, I literally, afterwards, Sophia and I were texting back and forth and, I, and she's like, oh my God, I love her so much. And I was like, I know. I wrote her a really long love letter text like a month ago out of nowhere. And then I sent it and I was like, what, what am I actually doing with my life? Why am I doing this? Because like, this could be seen as literally a stalker. And because, and she was just like, she totally dug it. She was like, thank you. That means so much. I appreciate it. And I was like, 
who am I? I'm literally the person that should be like, have a restraining order on them. But when I love things, I've decided this is part of my life. When I love things or I love people, it's important for me to share that and to tell that. And that's sort of part of where this show was born from. But it kind of gets creepy because sometimes I don't know what the line is. And I'm like, I love you and you're the best and everything about you is great. And people are like, like I wrote a love letter. I mean, I call them love letters, but it's like just like appreciation, love for somebody. Sure, yeah. To a comedian in Toronto recently on Instagram. And it was just about how like, I thought I've always thought she was amazing. And, and she never wrote back. And I was like, well, there's the line. There it is. There's certain people who <laughs> don't want this. And that's totally fine. But it's, yeah, I'm like obsessed with Begonia. That that's a, and it's really funny too, because I have started to do that in quarantine where I'm like, you know what, whatever positivity I have, I'm going to try and share it with others, especially if I think that they are doing something nice and, and positive yes. in the world. And yes. so I've started to do that. If I see a comedian, I like, if I watch a show and I see somebody's doing something really good, I, I will reach out to them and I'm like, am I insane here? But <laughs> Well, you know what? I think more people should do it though. Like for me, it's it's like a weirdly important thing. Um, being a nice person to me is like is godliness. I think it's so important to be a nice human being to everybody. And I think my parents really instill that. Like they they both kind of came from nothing, um, mm-hmm. and they both worked really hard. And you know, from my especially, you've heard it. They both have their PhDs. They are now like really well known in their fields, like internationally yeah. kind of infamous for the work that they do. And they treat everybody exactly the same. Like in, in their respective places of work, they would, they knew all the janitors names. They knew their kids names. They got them gifts for Christmas. They also treated the janitor just like they were the Dean of engineering. Like it's just like everyone was the same. So I feel like, especially in this industry, I put so much weight on people being nice and kind and like open in this kind of loving way. And I want that to be a thing that I dive into and invest in. I used to run a show called Nice and Funny, and it was just for people who were comedians who I found to be nice and were also funny. I'm like, I only want nice people on this show. And that's how I want to spend my time doing this show. So I think that there's some, there's like so much value in, and it sounds so pedestrian but to there's value in being nice and I don't think that that's honored enough so I think it's great that that's something that you see and want to like cherish and let people know that you cherish yes I wholeheartedly agree my heart is soaring right now hearing these words because I feel I've been I've been I haven't always been this way my whole life. At the beginning of it, I was when I moved to New York. I started to become a little more coarse when mm-hmm. I lived in Jersey, especially when trying to find parking. Demons came out of me. <laughs> and and I, I did embrace the mean a little bit. And I thought, what am I doing? I don't want to be like everybody else here and just be mean because that's the way it works. And so I try to be nice and you know still be polite and if it comes down to being frank that's fine but and i think there's there's a difference there between being frank and it's being... important to be able to stand up for yourself and be angry because yeah. angry is not you know and yeah. also sometimes being like there's some funny mean stuff where you're like <laughs> so <laughs> funny, and i'm all about that too but yeah, yeah true. i think in general yeah we want to have a cloud an aura of niceness I like that's what that. I'm aiming for. Spreading positivity. Some might say that's very Canadian too, but it's uh I feel like yeah. it's it's uh it's just people. Yeah, it's it's people, exactly. Well, this is awesome. I feel I feel a little nicer now. I feel a little happier 
And uh, I also, I'll have links to the show notes or in the show notes to your special that people can stream. They can watch on YouTube for free, which is incredible. Um, Free, free, free on all things comedy's channel on YouTube. Yeah. That's awesome. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and then also the show too, that'll be at the dynasty typewriter website. as well. We, I mean, all of us, I post it all the time on my social media um, and everywhere, but it's, if you go to dynastytypewriter.com forward slash SOS for a shout out show, then all of our shows are on there. If you just, yeah, type in dynasty typewriter, you'll find the calendar. You'll see us, our beautiful shining faces in our big bubble of positivity um, every single Thursday at 5 p.m. PST. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you'd like to say? Not that I'm going to cut you off if you want to say anything else like, later. That's it. No but <laughs> but <laughs> is, there, is there anything you, all, you want to say before we get into the self-help portion? No, I mean, the only other thing is that my album, because I have the special, which is the video, and the album, which is the audio, is also available for your listening pleasure to tickle the eardrums um, on Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, et cetera, et cetera. And my, my people always tell me, tell people to thumb, if they're going on Pandora, to thumb, give it a thumbs up, my album, and to make an Aisha Alpha radio station so that you can listen to other people who are like my comedy. But that helps to get my name bumped up in, uh, and to get me played more often. So if you're doing that, go for it. And if you're not, that's totally fine too. You know, oh. I'm not going to hate on you. No, but you know what? You should do it. Be positive. Be nice. That's the whole message here, guys. So do it. You, I'll do it. I'll try and convince my wife once I've convinced her that I'm not cheating with a girl named Be Like This Aisha. is the Aisha I was saying while I slept. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's awesome. It's been amazing having you on so far. We're going to get into the self-help portion. And before we answer some questions, I like to center myself with a, a juicy inspirational quote. So I've got one. <laughs> But before I get into mine, I like to ask my guests if they have any inspirational quotes that help get them through their dark days or mantras. Well, this is how we end the show every single week. And so you saw it at the very end of the show. And this is a, um, a proverb that my dad often says. My dad is actually our first mantra guest, by the way, on the show. Oh, no way. Yeah, Papa Alpha. I'm actually, we have the video of his mantras that he gave us. So I'm going to post those soon. But he always has um, a quote or a joke or a mantra or something like that, like a couple of them in his head that he can tell you. So this, uh-huh. is, this one comes from him and he's told me it many times and I really, really love it. Um, if you keep a green branch in your heart, perhaps a singing bird will come. And so it's just a reminder to keep like some sort of life or freshness um, or love in your heart and openness because that's what attracts joy and more joy. I, I do have to admit that I did hear that at the end of the the show, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is <laughs> beautiful! It's poetic. It, it was Isn't a wonderful, it? wonderful mantra." So I really like yes. that. We end every single show with that um, little proverb because we think it's so fitting for the show and the theme that we have. Do you guys have merch? Do you have a T-shirt with that? Because I think that's really nice. We don't have merch yet. I think that it's something we, we just talked about, like if we wanted to do like make an Instagram account specifically for the show, um, if we wanted to do any of that kind of stuff. And we were kind of like, well, we do probably eventually, but right now everyone's so busy with, it's hard to commit to anything more, I think, than what's on people's plates. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know you can't take a shower some days, but can you get working on the merch? (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) But I think it's a good idea because I think like, I mean, also it's, there's so many good 
random things that come from the show that I think we could make at least at very least stickers of all the random shout outs and all the random things some of our fans say um in the comments because there's oh there's some good engagement that happens sometimes yes 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 there, there was um Oh, that's awesome. Well, good. That's an amazing mantra and quote. I like that. I feel a little bit ashamed to present mine now. It's actually not <laughs> by a person. It's by a robot. And this robot's name is InspiRobot with the sole purpose of taking AI that takes some of the most wisest words known to man and then just meshes them together for a beautiful inspirational quote. I love it. All right, we're going to get into it, maybe try and decipher it, because sometimes Inspirabot needs a little bit of help. Um, <laughs> it doesn't speak to the masses. It speaks to, I don't know who it speaks to. But anyway, this week's quote comes from Inspirabot. It says, going to the gym is fun for a while. <laughs> <laughs> going to the gym is fun for a while. So, I mean, it, it might be inspiring in the sense of Maybe you're thinking, oh, the gym, it's this monumental task. It's going to be daunting. I'm, if, you're, if you haven't gone in a while and you're thinking there are going to be so many more jacked frat boys there, then you might, be, <laughs> <laughs> you, you might be a little intimidated. So you're thinking it's not going to be fun. But then Inspirebot's like, hey, it is for a while. So that is, <laughs> so then you think, okay, I could just ride off of that joy for a little bit. Then I'll get in shape and then... I don't know if it's saying you'll feel miserable afterwards, but at least there will be that temporary joy. So, Can I just tell you that when I first, because you sent this to me in advance, and yeah. when I first read it, I read it, going to the gum is fun for a while. <laughs> and I was like, this is so weird. And I love this quote. I'm getting it tattooed on my face. It, I, like, I do that often. I read, misread things and then I just go with it. And my husband's like, that's not at all what the thing said. <laughs> But here's my take on the actual quote. Going to the gym is fun for a while. Yes. Here's my quote, my, my take on the quote. Um, I think that it's actually very deep. Okay. I think Inspirabot mm. is misunderstood by the masses and oh, okay. um, they are really going deep with this one. I think it's a, it's a statement about mm. how we're always trying to be better and get more and have like, take, take, take. I've got to, you know, and that can be a fun pursuit for a while, but then you just got to sit with yourself and be like, hey, where I'm at is pretty good. Like, I just got to be where I'm at and be in my present body life moment. And that is where the real joy comes from. Oh, shit. Boom. Oh, wow. That metaphorical dumbbell just dropped right on my brain. Right? And I just like, there's a few synapses that just reconnected in everyone's brain from that description of the new this quote. I heard Inspirobot that was like, finally, I'm understood. <laughs> <laughs> and then Inspirobot's like, I actually meant to say going to the gum. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a typo, guys. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Well, I feel like we, well, you nailed that one. I'll collectively say we since I was just present so I guess I'll get a participation <laughs> trophy but I think we're full of inspiration now so we're going to move on to some questions this first one it's from reddit it's found by our fan Laura thank you Laura Thanks, Laura Aww. girlfriend is uncomfortable with my extrovert nature I have the natural tendency to be nice to everyone Oh, we were just talking about that. Uh, okay. I, I went out with my girlfriend to do some shopping and I did it with the cashier today. Just straight up asked her, how's your day been so far? Looks busy. We chatted for less than a minute. Got to learn that she's going to school, wants to be a nurse, etc. Anyways, I get to the car and my girl looks so pissed. I can sense she's angry slash jealous about it. So I just say, what's up, chicken butt? 
I feel like you're mad about something. She proceeds to tell me she doesn't like how I talk to other women around her. I was kind of like, WTF, but concede just to ease the mood. She's not even introverted or the jealous types. Thoughts? Is this normal? <laughs> Ooh, what a roller coaster. First of all, what does normal even really mean? You know what I mean? Like, why are we trying to be normal? There's no such thing. <laughs> um, can I, I was like, there were so many things in this one that I'll just go through them one by one. Yeah, yeah. Let's dig in. Let's go right in. The first one was, okay, I think that probably it always depends on how you talk to somebody. Because I feel like this is a person who's like, like could have been like, hey, how's your day been going? <laughs> and that is very different from, hi, how are you? How's your day been going? Because, and the thing on paper, those both look exactly the same, but the intonation and the, you know, it's, it can be very different. Yep. Um, yep. So I, I would like to know more about that from the person. But also, when you get in the car and you think something's wrong, uh, don't say what up, chicken butt, or whatever he said. Like, that's just stupid. What are you, four? That, like, was, that was a very weird thing. I don't know yeah. where he's from, um, but that is a strange thing to say. What up, chicken butt? Because yeah. it's kind of a – it's not even funny. It's it's a little insulting. So And it wouldn't make me feel like sharing if you're like, <laughs> like – <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You want to get like deep with me, chicken butt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so i feel like that was weird but then it also kind of made me think okay like this sounds like they have other issues if this if if like let's just give the benefit of the doubt he went to the grocery store i'm assuming i don't know this could have been a guy or a girl they went to the grocery store with a girlfriend they saw the um cashier they innocently said how's your day wonderful while holding hands with the girlfriend and showing you know that this is a thing and then they go through this whole thing they get into the car. They ask a stupid question. The person says they're upset. I think that that shows there's something else going on. Maybe there's some sort of not trust happening or yeah. Yeah. they that the girlfriend doesn't like that cashier and has talked about how she killed her dog and like, you know, stole her outfit and like all kinds of stuff. And this person's now engaging. I'd be like, who said are you want? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm imagining this person as, as a bad, bad person. I'm just imagining him being like, babe, I forgot my wallet. Can you buy my jeans for me? And then going to the cashier. Very specific. <laughs> <laughs> Can you buy my jeans? I thought it was going to be like my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Can you buy my floral print button-up shirt for me for our cruise, babe? And then going up to the girl at the cashier and be like, hey, how's it going? And then right? also he said they talked for a minute, but he knows she's going to school. He knows her family and yeah, all these details. Yeah, I think that's a little more than a minute. And it also sounds like he got the information that all men are trying to get out of strippers. Like, that's just what happens. Like, <laughs> yeah. I have kids. I'm going through school. Please give me money. Um, <laughs> but in the end, I also think that part of the problem is then at the end, this person says, Yes. My girlfriend was upset. So I just pretended, like, yeah, I won't, like, kind of like appeased the girlfriend. Which I'm like, here's the thing. I think that maybe because I'm very direct most of the time and I'm not afraid of conflict most of the time, I'm like, if there's an issue, just put it on the table. You know what I mean? And like, let's be honest about it and let's talk through it and try and figure out how we either resolve it or move from it or move on from it. So if you just go, well, I just like kind of shushed her up. It just feels like it makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. It makes me so angry because it feels like a like this person is not listening 
to the girlfriend and not hearing the girlfriend, whether they're rational or irrational fears about not talking to other women around her. But it just made me not like the writer of this question. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you. I mean, it's definitely... I. I totally agree with that. And I I was just talking about that with some friends the other day where I was saying my wife is one of the most blunt people I've ever met. I love and it. I love it. I absolutely love, love it because I know where she stands. I know what she's feeling. And I know what either what I need to do or I know we're in a good place. I know. Right. So... And it's hard for women to do that because society's like, don't do it. And so I always feel like I'm some sort of huge, horrible monster when I'm like, but that doesn't make sense. And people are like, oh, she said something that she really means. Oh my God, stop the press. And you're like, what? It's so frustrating to me too, because yeah. I, my wife, sometimes she'll tell me or, or we're talking with family and talking with um, her in-laws, my brothers and sisters. And she's like, listen, I know that sometimes I can be perceived as a bitch but I, I'm being open and honest and it just tears me apart because I'm like, you're just saying how you feel. I need to meet your wife now. I literally have said to my husband, I'm not a bitch. I'm just direct and honest. And he quotes me all the time joking about it, but I'm like, no, this is my secret. This is literally part of my mantra of life is I am not a bitch. I am just direct and honest. And I think that it's really hard for women to do that. So when they do that, then you should listen and acknowledge that. Oh, for sure. I, I think put a ring on it immediately. And she'll let you know <laughs> yes or no right then and yeah, there. Right, yeah. She's <laughs> but, not going to pussyfoot around it. She's going to be like, mm -mm. all right, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Exactly. And it, it's funny because I had, I still have, I will say, I'm growing, but I had issues with that because my family, how I grew up, it was very, a lot of sugar-coated conversations. Yeah. And so... I, I love this because this is totally different where sometimes th we would leave things festering for weeks months maybe years i don't know yeah. and it's just getting it out all on the table and and talking about it especially i, I know there's a sugar coating and and things like that but then there's also placating and just mm -hmm. just saying okay i'm gonna even leave worse. it alone yeah i feel like it's even worse because you're not addressing the issue and then next time you're thinking that you're right she's thinking that she's right there you guys don't know each other's sides and you're not going to get past it it's and it just feels like an insult. Like, if you don't agree with me, then just say that. But don't be like, yeah. And then be like, this one, she doesn't even know what she's Like, I hate that so much. Um, just like, yes. it's the bane of my existence when people do that. When people like say yes to someone's face and then back talk them like behind their back. I'm like, I don't trust that person at all. I'm like, I don't want you in my life. I don't want you in my circle because I can't trust you. And I have so many like, those are building blocks, you know, the trust blocks that create friendships and closeness. And if you don't have them, get out. Uh, you're just a great person. I'll just pause <laughs> and, say, and say that. I wish more people were like you because it's... Stop, stop, go on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, going back to this person, I feel like the ultimate advice here is talk it out. Talk it talk out. Talk it out. Be real. And like, be honest about what you have done because nothing comes just from one side. Like you're not dating a psychopath. Let's be real, right? Like yeah. no, most, like what, 1% of the population is a psychopath. So you're probably not dating one. Right, um, right. And right. so you're involved in whatever's going on as well. It's not one-sided. You're doing something that's upsetting the other person. And if you respect and love that person, then the fact that you are hurting them should make you want to change or at least talk about it. Yes. 
And and there might be some sort of cues that you don't even know that you're doing that might be giving off vibes, even though you're not intentionally being yeah. bubbly to the or, or flirting like with the you person. Ha- have your dick out. You know what I mean? Maybe. Like just you don't know. <laughs> and maybe she says, "Baby, put your dick away." When you're talking to the cashier, everything's fine. And you're like, "Oh my god, I didn't even know that was out." Oh, oh my, my gosh, I thought there was a breeze in here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it can be so simple. That's a good point. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah. why they were buying the pants just to cover right? up that, that dick. <laughs> I still love the specificity and just like obscureness of that example. <laughs> buy my jeans. <laughs> oh, I want someone to write a song called Baby Can You Buy My Jeans. That's baby, what I want in baby life. Baby, can you buy my jeans? <laughs> oh, goodness. I would buy that. The remix of it. I would like play it all the time. Just you, you know what? We'll collaborate. We'll get this out. We'll get Begonia in it. Well, it's going to be a hit if she has anything to do with it. Oh, man. I love this. All right. <laughs> That's amazing. We're going to move on to the next question because I feel like we nailed that one. Totally. This, this last question High is five. from... Bam. This question... Sorry, I didn't mean to do it so violently. I, <laughs> I This whole movement of people like, High fives are violent. I'm like, no, it's not. I'm like, yeah, man. Good job. <laughs> I'm not like hitting you, punching you in the face or something. Yeah. I, I was so excited to do it that I just smashed and I was Bam. like, oh man. Okay, I, let's do it at the same time. Ready? Three, two, one. That's not the high five sound. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, someone popped a bottle in the other room. That's what I was, I was doing the folly for that room as well. My wife <laughs> just popped sh- some champagne there. So. <laughs> All right. All right. This next question is for, from our fan, Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. He says, this says, going to the beach for the first time, full-grown adult. So my girlfriend and friend all decided to take a trip to a nearby beach. It's all good and stuff, but like, I'm freaking out. What's the process of actually going to the beach? Do I go in my shorts and shirt and get in the water like that and then walk around all wet? Do I go in full swimwear and just chill by the sand? Do I go in, get wet, and then change in the public's (laughs) eye? Thanks in advance. Sincerely, short story. This is... This is my favorite question that anyone has ever asked anybody <laughs> in the history of humans asking questions. Honestly, it is by far the best. I, I think, okay, so I I don't know if this is going to be horrible, but I was watching um, a Netflix show called Dating on the Spectrum. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's a dating, a reality show of people who are on the, um, the um, Asperger's autism spectrum. Yes. And it's one of the most lovely things I've ever seen. I used to work with kids who were on the spectrum and it was like my heart grew 10 sizes every time I worked with them because they were just so honest. And like watching this and seeing the awkwardness and the honesty of being awkward or of feeling sadness or whatever. And this question to me felt like direct, like a direct quote that could have come from one of the people on this show because it's so honest about like just not knowing and like the the small little things like I don't know the social cues for what do I do do I go into all of my clothes yes. in and then walk around like it's just yes. so beautifully honest and such minute details that are important that they need to figure out that I was like oh I this is my favorite question I've ever heard in my life that is so funny because I I come from a family of five children and my y- younger brother the second he has Asperger's and I don't know why I stumbled across that word as burgers, but he he has Asperger's and my youngest 
sounds like my kid the my youngest <laughs> sister she has maybe i have <laughs> but no she has autism so uh -huh. i i definitely it reminded me of my brother when when i was reading the question too yes because it's just like practically what goes on instead of just going the, with the flow it's like okay logistically speaking what what's the clothing situation here oh, i and i love it because we all have these thoughts we're like oh god like do i bring this to an offering like we have those thoughts that are so weird and we don't have the gall to ask because we're like well this we'll just i'll just follow the lead of everybody else i'll just figure it out but people who are like i don't know someone tell me what what's normal like what's the thing we all do here um but I love that it was, it's like full grown adult first time to the beach. And I was like, okay, I want to know where this person lives because if it's the first time they've ever gone to the beach and they live by a beach, I was like, how did that happen? Like what, how, like what is your life that you mm, never go? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. You know? The type of guy that gets his pants paid for by his girlfriend, maybe he just can't <laughs> afford the beach. So yeah. this will always be such a good, weird reference. I love it. <laughs> You're going to say that to somebody and then laugh to myself and be like, oh man, um, <laughs> But also then the, the specific questions of like, do I wear my shorts and shirt and go into the water like that and then just spend the day wet? I was like, no. <laughs> I'm just. Have you never watched a show with anyone going to the beach? It's so it's so perfect and so weird to think that you just walk into the water. I just imagined him seeing people walking across the street or walking on the street soaking wet in street clothes, and they're like, "Oh, that guy just went to the beach." That like he just... jeans, like a parka. Maybe it's a bit chilly that day, but they had a quick dip. Like it's so it's so funny because I guess it's like a an alien came down and it's like, "How do you do beach?" And that's like what they're asking. <laughs> yes. Um but then also the then it was like okay so that's that's clearly the wrong answer right like that's not what people do at the beach you just go in their street clothes well maybe some people do I shouldn't say that that's not yeah, what my fair. friends and I do fair fair but then the next question is the other option is also so wrong or do I go in my bathing suit and just hang out on the sand like once you're in the bathing suit that's when you can go in the water like that's the whole point of putting the bathing suit on and now you've restricted yourself to have the bathing suit on now I'm picturing a guy who's in a speedo of course and then that person is just sitting on the sand not going into the water and like no this is you have to combine these two things into when you have the bathing suit that's when you do the bathing when you have the street clothes that's when like it it's just so perfect <laughs> It could not be a better question. Like when I read this, I was like, I can't wait for tonight because I cannot wait to talk about this. I don't, I want, I need to meet this person. I need <laughs> to meet this person. I've already hired a private investigator. I'm already doing it. I'm getting it. Yes. Kyle, fan Kyle, please tell us where you got this question. Did you write this question? If so, please present yourself. We want to oh meet you. Oh my gosh. For real. So what would be your advice? Like, what do you do when you go to the beach? I've been beaching wrong my whole life, I feel. <laughs> Because I mean, I would bring my swim. Actually, trunks. your question is that what? Happened? Yeah, this was me. <laughs> this this was me. I, I've been. I feel like before I met my wife, I would go. I'd bring a little backpack, and then I'd bring my swim trunks, and so I would get the shit burned out of myself <laughs> every time. I never learned. I just get so burned. I was a lifeguard too, and you never wore sunscreen. I eventually uh, put it on. People. We, you know, you can never learn. You never learn. We don't. We don't. And then I, I, you know what I ended up doing was we, oh, should I say this out loud? We yes. ended up, we had sunscreen <laughs> from like the lost and found. And so I would just 
pour that on and and you're I, just hoping it was actually sunscreen and not I, someone playing a horrible joke of mayonnaise in a sunscreen container you're like why am i still burning but i taste delicious <laughs> yeah does anyone have any mustard to even this out Can i, I want to get a bronze here anyone got any exactly. spicy brown but yeah so i would just go to the beach backpack it's and sunglasses and swim trunks and then you know he does present a kind of good point i guess because the way i did it is i got my swim trunks and then i would go in the water i loved my swimming and then i would go back and then if we had to go somewhere else i would still be sopping wet because then i didn't bring a towel like a like well a... that's just ridiculous yeah okay, <laughs> i'm gonna tell this person and everyone in the world how to beach okay please okay. please this is how you do beach um, you go and you, you wear your bathing suit underneath your street clothes. Okay. That's the number one thing. You put the bathing suit on, then the street clothes over. Oh. So when you get to the beach where you've brought a towel or for me, I bring a sarong because then you can lay on it and use it to towel yourself off very multifunctional and mm-hmm. you throw it around yourself. You can go grab a Coke and come back. What is it called? A sarong. You don't know what a sarong is? No, no. Oh my God goodness i thought i was just gonna have to tell you how to beach but now i have to tell you how to live life um okay a sarong is a lot big piece of material light material you'll you'll see them at like when women are at the beach or at the pool that they can like you can wrap it around like it's a towel around your waist or your body you can like sort of do it around like it's a dress oh yes 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 fancy colors and stuff i have seen them my wife has those i just never knew i'm sure your wife does (sighs) it's called a sarong she's made me wear them on occasion (laughs) <laughs> that's um, interesting okay i love yeah. the word by the way so wrong it right? should be called a sarite but well, i was sar- just gonna oh my god um yeah so you wear your bathing suit underneath your street clothes you go there you have some sort of towel or sarong or something with you okay. you bring your sunscreen you bring a hat you bring some shades you bring a bottle of water at least one you bring a little snacks because you know you're gonna want some and a little bit of reading material like your kindle or a book, or a magazine, whatever, or like a crossword or something fun to pass the time with, right? That is definitely how to beach. And then you go into the water and you come back out. And then this is the best part of his question, though. He's like, and then what do I do after? I have to change in the public's eye. Very dramatic description of how you're changing. Because I imagine that everyone's doing their thing. And then when he goes to change, everyone stops what they're doing. All the sounds of the beach stop. And then dramatic music plays and everyone watches him change. There are also changing stations at most beaches. <laughs> Why are you changing in the middle of everyone? You, you know what you could do? You could also get that portable, what is it? Those um, like Japanese curtains where. Japanese curtains. Oh, like the like accordion thing you pull out? Yes. Yes. Those. And you could just. A screen. Create a perimeter around your <laughs> towel. And then. Or if you have a sarong, you tie the sarong around you and you wiggle out of your stuff. Public's eye sees nothing, my friend. I have been terrified to do that before because my when I was on swim team, we would. I've been so adept to water, but I don't know how to beach, and yeah, so I can't believe you. We we would we do the wiggle too, but I was so afraid that the towel would fall off because I don't know even how to snugly tie a towel without it coming off. If I waddle. well, you can hold on to the towel. I don't know. Do you need? I feel like you're like a person who pulls their pants all the way to the bottom to like go pee. Like you don't need both hands. You can use one hand and you, you know. I'm holding both hands on the towel and I'm jumping to try and get the swim trunks <laughs> off. Like these things are on tight. Wow. You know? <laughs> I also, I, I mean, I'm, I should spare you in the audience of this image, but my wife being from Brazil thinks it's customary for men to wear Speedos. So, you know, 
the more I learn about your wife, the more I love her. I need to meet her. And I, it's, it's now I'm going to get my private investigator to look up the person who wrote this question and also to find your wife. So we can be best. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I had the, I had, we couldn't even find speedos at stores. So we went and really? sought out speedos and that was fun asking people for, do you guys have speedos? And they're like, for you? I don't know if you've got quite the the body for that. But anyway, they'd be like, no, we're out. We don't have it. We've never sold Speedos since the 1980s. Like here's, here's how I know this. Because so this past holiday season, my family went on a trip to like my brother, his kids, my parents, my husband and my kids. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. all went on, um, instead of going to Winnipeg for the holidays, we went to um, Florida and my nieces went to Disneyland and Universal Studios and we had like got a house for the week and whatever. My parents golfed and stuff, but there was a pool. And so we were always laughing at when we were kids, my dad can't swim, but he would take us to the pool and stand in the water, like up to his ankles at the very, very shallow end, but like stand in a Speedo, but only the water up to his ankles. And we were like, why do you need a Speedo for this? Like, why can't you just wear all of your clothes literally and roll up your pants so as I was like, oh my gosh, we need to find this a Speedo for dad to my brother when we go on this trip. And then we decided it made the most sense for us to have Speedos for all the men in the family. And that my little babe was also going to have a Speedo. So we, we had a Speedo for my kid, little blue Speedo, and we got matching Speedos for like my dad, my brother, and my husband. And we have a photo of all of the men in my family standing by the pool in these Speedos. <laughs> oh, that is amazing. Yeah. So um, now I know where to get a Speedo in Winnipeg. If you're ever there, <laughs> you need one, just let me know. Okay. Yeah. My wife will reach out to you because yeah. uh, <laughs> we ended up buying, we went to, we went to Amazon and we found a seller from Japan that had Speedos and brought them over. I think we had to get double XL because oh, yeah. I guess the in bodies Japan, in Japan are a little smaller than um, this corn-fed boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm of hearty stock, I guess. So, <laughs> But you're uh, not even big. It's like every, when I lived in Korea, they'd look at me like, oh, no, we don't have XXXL. And I was like, I'm like a size four. What are you talking about? <laughs> but Yeah, it, it was the same with me. So we got triple XL or whatever. And then um, it was still running a little tight. So that was an embarrassing period of my life. I think I still have them. She, oh, whatever. I'm going to stop talking about it. So that's not a way to beach, but the way to beach, like you said, a sarong snacks, something to read. You can bring your street clothes on top layers. It's like layers. a human sandwich almost kind of, <laughs> but, but yeah, I think that's the correct way to beach. And I feel, yeah, yeah I don't know if I have any other advice. Cause that was solid. I mean, I could write a book called doing beach. And it would be a bestseller wherever this guy is. Um, I think I'm going to do it. It's going to be like three pages long. That's it. <laughs> and one of those pages is a dedication page to you. Okay. That's, what, that's what's happening. Yes. Yes. And then the thing, the, it's a pop-out book, but it actually pops out into a sarong that you can yeah, wear yeah. Yes. at oh the Oh my beach. gosh. <laughs> Maybe I just print the book on a sarong. So all the steps are on the sarong. So you will never forget. So while you're at the beach, you can be like, right, now what's next here? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Genius. I think we're onto something here. I, I've we've we've created a song. We yeah. have uh, created a sarong and yeah. um, and a great was... quote about um, paying yes. for your pants. <laughs> yes, specifically your jeans. Yes. Also, quotes about gum. I think that was yeah. really inspiring. <laughs> that was great. Oh, 
Uh, well, we have sadly reached the end of our podcast. So thank you to all of the listeners who have listened and have thanks, tuned thanks. in. And thank you, Aisha, for, for being my glorious guest here. It's been an absolute pleasure. Honestly, this is just a delight. And it's very it's very hard for me to dedicate time to give to other people right now. And this was um when I when I read what this was about when you first messaged me, I was like, I love it. Aww. And then this has just been an absolute delight. So thank you so much for having me on. Um it has been a splendid time. Oh <laughs> yes. I, we're now ple- we're both pleased as punch. It's just a yes, whole bowl <laughs> of pleased punch. But uh I was gonna ask, where can our listeners find you? Where can they find your special? Um where I know you said it once, but sometimes listeners have to hear it twice. Yeah, and totally. where can they find your show? Everything you've got going on. So I have all of my social media and my website is all the same. It's just my name, Aisha Alpha. So A-I-S-H-A-A-L-F-A. And you can go to my website to find shows I'm doing on Zoom. And then when the world stops falling apart, shows that are live, my album's on there. All of my social media connects are on there. Videos, all kinds of stuff is on my website. You can also go to my Instagram or my Twitter. And that's, well, just Aisha Alpha. My comedy album, All the Parts, is available on iTunes, Spotify, and Pandora. Don't forget to give it a thumbs up on Pandora and create a radio station based on me. (laughs) And my comedy special, All the Parts, is available on the All Things Comedy YouTube channel for free right now. And if you're like needing some joy in your life, which all of us can use, every Thursday at 5 p.m. PST, I co-host a wonderful, joyful show called The Shoutout Show, where we just spew positivity and rainbows from our eyeballs and all our face holes. So tune in. It's a free show to tune into. And you can go to the Dynasty Typewriter website um, for all the info on that. But I also have all that info on my um, social media and on my website. And then it's also going to be in the show notes, every single thing that she listed. So if you guys are like, oh, I can't spell Aisha or Alpha. uh, I don't know why my audience sounds like that. But uh, uh, it's going to be in the show notes. Calm down. Holding your hand here through the ears. It's going to be there. On our sarong book that we were talking about called (laughs) Doing Beach, that will be out in 2022 once we have all the manufacturing back again. It's going to be so wrong, it feels right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So awesome. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you, Aisha. And thank you, everybody. We will talk at you next week. Pew, pew, pew. (laughs) Bye-bye.